All right, welcome to another episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have your co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Of course, like always. Uh, and today we have a very special guest from California. She's serving the Central Valley and also the coastal side of the Valley as well. We're going to go ahead and get into this and let's make sure I get our name right. Brianne? Or no? Brianne. Yes. <laughs> I was trying, and if anyone knows me, and I know don't Dan he knows butchers me, names. I butcher <laughs> names. So, welcome to Real Estate vs. Tech. We're we're glad to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited, really excited. Awesome, awesome. awesome. So today it's all about you, your business, best practices, techniques. What are you using? We want to share with our viewers and listeners so they can grow their business. Maybe similar techniques that you've used. Yeah. Amazing job with your Instagram. I love the branding. I love the colors. I love the consistency. So you obviously know branding. So, so kudos to you. That's awesome. You. Um, so let's get into this. So how long have you been in the business? What made you get into real estate? Yeah. So I've been licensed just over two years. Um, before that, I was working for a real estate team doing marketing for them for about two years before that. Um, and I loved it. It really let me get my feet wet, but I was really nervous to jump into not having a steady job and having to live off commission, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it took me a bit to actually take the leap and get into it, but I really enjoyed the marketing side of it. Um, I went to school down South for fashion merchandise and marketing, but yeah. growing up in the Cali, really all we have is cows and ag so there wasn't much fashion for me to get into um but I wanted to have a more creative job so working for the real estate team doing marketing I really enjoyed it um but then also just really enjoyed the interactions that I had with people and things like that so the real estate team I worked for they actually moved to the east coast and that's what really pushed me to get my license um and then shortly after I got my license doing the long distance staying on their team just wasn't working so I mm. went out on my own as independent at my brokerage nice. um, just really nailed down with branding and marketing and and just trying to get myself to stand out because no matter where you live, there are so many agents and so many to choose from. Yes. So I tried to do different things that a lot of people weren't doing yet. I love that. And I can tell with your background, how it ties in with your marketing, your branding, the colors, like you yeah. obviously, you know, the direction you're going into and you've done a really good job. That's awesome. So of course, of course. So, uh, so yeah, so now we kind of know about like your upside, where you've been, how you got started, your background now being on your own. So are you still just on your own? Are you building a team? What does that look like? So I'm on my own right now. Um, I've had a few people ask me about joining a team and even at my brokerage, they've been very open to me starting a team. Um, nice. But for me, I take a lot of pride in buying business, the quality I give to my clients, my aesthetic, like on my feed, um, yes. branding, things like that. So it would just have to be the perfect um, people on my team. Um, so I've been more picky about it and I've really enjoyed branding myself, getting myself out there and creating a reputation. Yeah. I think down the line, there could definitely be a team, but right now I'm really enjoying um, being busy on my own, handling my branding and growing from here. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So now being on your own and how long have you been on your own since being with the team? Um, probably about a year and eight months ish. It really wasn't too long that I was with the team when I got okay. started. Um, there were just some different kinks and things and the distance really wasn't working, mm. but it was hard at first, but the timing like really worked out so I could really brand myself from the beginning instead of really branding myself to a team. And that's something yeah. that I'm so thankful about with my brokerage is that they let me brand myself instead of mm -hmm. necessarily branding my brokerage, using their colors for everything. I have people ask 
ask all the time, like what brokerage I'm at, because I really focus on branding myself instead in case I make the jump to another brokerage or anything at some other point, I don't want to start over. That's huge for the viewers and listeners out there. Definitely take note on that because that's a big differentiation from a lot of real estate professionals out there. And I see that shift happening too in the yeah. marketplace. More agents are like, Hey, I brand myself and you know, got 30 years veterans in the business that I've talked to years back that said that was one of the hardest things. Yeah. Rebranding new tools, new website, new brokerage. It's just a lot. So yeah. So you, you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So last past 18 months, how has it been looking for your business as far as buy side, sell side transaction volume wise? I've always been more 50, 50. Um, but this year I've definitely done more listings. I really nailed nice. down just given the market we're in to really push the listing side compared to the buying side. Um, but I really, I work with both. I'm happy to work with both. I, um, appreciate working with both and really enjoy it. Um, but I like to keep that consistency, trying to stay 50, 50 because mm-hmm. business comes from both sides. When someone buys, they're going to sell down the line. You can get referrals from any side. Yep. Um, so I would, I do not ever plan on transitioning to an agent that is only a listing agent and has a buyer's agent beneath me that I send buyers to. Um, that's just not my goal. Um, and that's just where my thought is at this point for my business in the future, I guess. I love that. So a little, little off script, but I'm curious for viewers and listeners out there that are curious, what are the pros and cons? And I mean, people are people, everyone's great. Right. But pros and cons from like the list side to the buy side, like what would you say would be some advice? for anyone who's listening and watching on that side? I think it just kind of depends on the market. Like, especially here in the Central Valley, inventory has been super low. So it's been Mm -hmm. really rough for buyers and it can be really discouraging. Inventory is starting to get a little better here. So it's getting um, a little easier, at least a little less discouraging to get into a home. But for the past year or so, it's been really easy to sell a home. And it's been such a great time because you get the best terms possible. Yeah. Um, And then even for buyers, if they do get an offer accepted, sometimes they don't get repairs done they want or they're having to come forward with crazy terms. But then I think if the market makes a major shift at some point, then we're in a buyer's market, then they're in the driver's seat and can ask for a room to be painted purple and get away with it. So I think (laughs) it really depends on the market. There's always pros and cons. um, But I think just given the seller's market that we've been in for a bit, it was, um, or it could be easier to deal with sellers in certain situations. But in some situations, it's easy to deal with buyers too. I love that. I love that. So be conscious. What is the market doing and go where the market is. So that way less resistance can maybe have a little more success with the controlling of the side of the sales side. Cause obviously the buy side is a little more challenging. So last question I have from me, actually I got two more and then I'll give it off to Dan for the mix up round. So the second to last is what separates you? What is something that uh, you think that is like something that just makes you stand out? I mean, I can already tell from online, but what would you say? So, I mean, almost any agent now is starting to turn to social media to gear business and get themselves mm-hmm. out there. When I started it a couple years ago, I really focused on education for buyers and sellers on social media, but mm-hmm. make it cool, make it understandable um, and easy to read and understand. Yeah. When my husband and I bought our first home a couple years ago or a few years ago now, my mother-in-law was our agent and love oh. her, but she just didn't explain anything. So I was blindly signing everything and just didn't understand the process. So when I work with any of my clients, whether it's buyers or sellers, 
sellers. I want them to understand everything through the process. And I try to put out as much as possible without overwhelming people mm -hmm. on social media to push out that education. And I've seen more agents like gearing towards that. So I'm thankful that I did it early on, but it's also neat to see that people are starting to do that also to help first time home buyers or help those that are selling their first home. There's a lot that goes into it. And I think everyone should understand it and not feel like they have stupid questions or that they're going in blind. I love, I love that. And the one thing that sticks out for me is, is that it's uh, purchasing a residential side. It's not like commercial. So yeah. you're not dealing with business to business. You're kind of building like business to like personal and they don't really know what to ask. Like you said, and sometimes they're just like, okay, sign. Okay. I'll sign. It's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what are you, what are you signing? Right, let's just make sure you understand everything. So we're on the same page. I love that. Absolutely. So, you know, real estate versus tech, right? So from traditional mm -hmm. marketing to new ways to market yourself, um, what would be something that you said, you would say that you really, and you've already kind of hit on this, but maybe if you can go a little bit deeper on this, like one yeah. thing that you've adapted to on the technology side, that's helped you bring in business or help you just make business run smoother for, for your business. Like you said, some of the education stuff you put out there. Yeah, I'd say like education is helpful, but then uh, branding yourself on social media, but still just being a person, not just a business or a company mm -hmm. and letting people get to know you, um, whether that's through your posts or through video. I think video yes. is huge for social media. I have people reach out all the time that feel more comfortable reaching out to me like the first time because they feel like they've gotten to know me through my videos or through my stories. I'm very transparent and I don't just show the great side of real estate I show when it's hard also um, because I want people to understand that it's not all just like glitz and glam it's not always easy some things fall apart and that's mm -hmm. just the way it is but I think it's really helped me in return get clients that really trust me from start to finish because they feel like they have that personal connection. Wow. I love that. That's so true. And a lot of agents out there, I think are having a hard time with that because individuals Google search them, average buyers 34, checks them out, can't find anything. And yeah. like today's age, no one really wants to call or send a text message yeah. or like talk to someone to get to know them. It feels like, like more organic to like go online, do some research. And then you're like, Oh my God, how's your dog? How's your cat? How's your yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, for me with my name, if you try to Google my name, it comes up. Did you mean Brian Smith? So like the whole Google and review um, aspect of the internet wouldn't necessarily work for me. So that's why I really go oh. deep into social media um, to brand myself in that way compared to a more traditional route. And that's a great idea too, because as you start to build the brand around the, your name, then Google eventually will pick it yeah. up and then you don't have a celebrity, an actor, an act, like no competition. Yeah. Uh, sure. You're actually in competition with yourself, kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to change it up. Uh, the camera angle, give it to Dan for the mix up round. Go ahead, Dan, take it away. Yeah, no, this is awesome. So, um, let's talk tech. I know he's, he's touched base on it, but, um, you know, what would be maybe one or two things that you've integrated in your business from a technology side that has really helped you scale and, and, and be more productive? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously social media is big. That's like one of my biggest things. Um, using Instagram, Facebook a little bit, not a ton. And then I'm looking into doing a YouTube channel. I really haven't dove too deep into that yet. I don't personally use YouTube a ton, but I think it's just always 
growing, always trying new things and really getting yourself out there because things are constantly changing and evolving. So Instagram is by far my go-to, but I really have to work on getting out of my comfort zone and <laughs> pushing myself to try new things, to get out there, keep evolving. Cause my worst nightmare would be if Instagram shut down like it did last week when it had the little hiccup and things like that. Or if my Instagram got hacked and then that's everything that I'm putting all of my eggs into that one basket and then having to start over. So trying to branch out from there, looking at YouTube, um, still putting out videos, focusing on educational content, but then also personal content is what I'm really going for. And let's touch base on something you said uh, with having all your eggs in one basket right before you jumped in or you maybe just when you were jumping in my phone, for some reason, like the contacts are just phone numbers now. They're not yeah. people's names. I'm like, where's Norman? And like, it's just a number. Yeah. Right? And it's those little things that happen where you're just like, mm -hmm. we're so, uh, there's this like relationship with technology yeah. that I think we, we all as real estate agents or any type of business need to be able to diversify. I think you, you hit on a good, good point there. I love um, are you doing any farming? Are you doing any like specific marketing to an ideal area that you want to pull more listings? Tell me about that. So I grew up in the area that I service. Um, so I do have a lot of personal connections here and relationships. Literally, I teach at a Pilates studio that I've taught at for <laughs> years, just a couple times a week. And I get so many more referrals there than I would wow. have ever imagined. Um, farming, like I don't do a ton of specific farming necessarily. I don't buy Zillow leads. I don't buy realtor leads. It just hasn't been my vibe and I like the more organic approach, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then through social media. So anything I do do, um, would just be through Instagram. One thing I do really focus on, I have buyer and seller guides. So I post about that often on my story and on my page and I get multiple people reaching out every time but then when I do that I send them a digital copy so I'm able to capture their email address and then stay in contact from there it's all about those funnels we we teach a lot of that at liftoff agent who sponsors the show and yeah um you know everybody listen in right if you can get that opt-in mm. the contact doesn't just disappear into yeah. <laughs> be, lead with value. Yeah, lead with you don't value. Have to be that annoying person reaching out constantly either. But I think just showing up as a resource um, can build that lasting relationship. Totally. No, it makes perfect sense. Well, back to you, Norm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate that. And uh, to kind of unpack that a little bit, it was great because, you know, diversifying is super smart. Like you're already saying, you know, being innovative, being creative and something that came up for me, for the viewers and listeners out there. And also something that I think that you can relate to is like, you've already done the high value content on Instagram. So just translate that over to YouTube. And yeah. then you know, the five reasons why to move into your area, the yeah. five top things you need to think about sell or buy or whatever. And I got a buddy of mine who is Mike Sherrard, one of our keto speakers for an event that we have coming up at the end of the month. Uh, I think he's turning an ad revenue of 50,000 a month just off of his YouTube channel and education. So now you're like, oh my God, like you're teaching Pilates. Now you're like doing YouTube videos, potentially yeah. making ad revenue from it. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Technology it is just, there's endless opportunities. That's Absolutely. So cool. Definitely.
I love that. I love that. So last couple of questions I have before we yeah. open up the floor to you and you can leave our viewers and listeners anything that you want them to take from today's episode. Um, so like niche specifics, like expert, like, do you do anything with, cause you have like the buyer guy, the seller's guy, do stuff with that. Um, have you got any deeper? Cause I, I heard a lot about like the Tom Ferry summit. They're talking about like empty nesters, California's prop 19. Like, do you focus on anything like a specific type of demographic? Like besides just the buyer? side sell side general or how does that look like for you i really don't i mean i guess through social media more of a demographic for sure but then yeah. i get so many yeah. referrals like in town or just connections with people i know and then through the Pilates studio we have people of all ages um and i just want to connect with as many people as possible but stay authentic like i'm not gonna fake a relationship yeah. or pretend to be anything um so i think just being kind to everyone no matter what um and building those lasting relationships and i mean i'm in in a small town. So there's plenty of agents for people to choose from. So yeah. just being a resource, being happy to help regardless, um, and just being readily available when people have questions, answers, or anything I can help with, I am happy to help. I don't want them to ever feel like they're pain or anything like that. So not a specific niche necessarily on social media. I mean, I just focus more on branding, for more probably like my age group, maybe a little bit above for like my demographic. I service a lot of areas in the Central Valley, but my bread and butter is definitely the town that I live in. I love that. I love that. And for the viewers and listeners out there, it's like like when you leave with value and you don't have any type of alternative motive, yeah. whatever the case, if people could, they could sense it. They're like, hold on, something's not right here. Like what is, what is really like going on? So that's awesome. I uh, love it. So I guess the last question I'll have for me, uh, we kind of got into the other question I was going to ask it is like your secret weapon. So like if someone was to, to work with you and I wanted to listen at home with you, like what is something that you would say that is a part of kind of your process uh, yeah. to build my confidence in wanting to work with you and list with you? So I think two things, like number one, having really great relationships with other agents here in the area. Um, that's another thing I really liked about being independent and at my brokerage, we have a lot of independent agents compared nice. to being at another brokerage or being at a team and burning bridges if you leave or different things like that. Mm -hmm. My brokerage is definitely smaller and there's not a lot of competition between my brokerage and other brokerages that might have intense competition. So I think that's really played to my favor that I've been able to have relationships with other agents at multiple brokerages and able to get more of an inside look or inside scoop before homes hit the market and things like that or to actually get more insight like if it's a crazy competitive situation to help my buyers put their best foot forward um i would say second thing my mother-in-law she was an agent but she's also an appraiser so i look at okay. everything from an appraisal standpoint um when i'm talking to my buyers and my sellers i want to set realistic expectations no matter what um and that's just always my goal i do not want to false promise i do not want to set any crazy expectations i just want to be straight up so having the appraisal insight and education i think has really helped me um set myself apart a little bit also, just having that little bit of extra knowledge when it comes to pricing, when it comes to repairs, comps, and all that good stuff. I love that. That's cool. And it's like what they say, they say your net worth ties into your network. And so when you have a large network, you can then, you know, before the market, like the listing hits the market, you can also tell everyone and like, let them know what's going on. And it's amazing how like, we don't look at each other as competition and we actually like lean on each other. It's like, yeah. 
get so much more success than, I don't know, vice versa. Um, so awesome. Well, that was the last question on my side. So let's oh. change up the camera angle. Let's put the camera on you. And oh uh, what do you, no <laughs> pressure. What do you want our uh, viewers and listeners to take from you to end our episode today? Cool. So I would say just when it comes to social media, getting out of your comfort zone, it's not easy, but it does get easier and just being authentic. There's no need to put on a facade on social media. It's not going to help your following. It's not going to help your business. People just want to get to know you. I have plenty of agent friends that are not social butterflies and aren't super outgoing, have super dry sense of humor, but people love it when they just show their personality and put themselves out there. So I think that's what it comes down to when you're really wanting to grow your following, grow your business and create those lasting relationships and just really focusing on branding yourself compared to your brokerage, like I talked about before. Um, it's going to help you in the long run. It's going to help people get to know you better and help you stick out compared to the many, many, many other agents that are available out there. Wow. I love that. I love that. That's great advice. You just got to get past yourself and yes. just think about the other person on the other side yeah. of the camera. I love that. that. That's great. So let's try this. Brian? Bran, almost. Bran, Bran. Yes. all right. I'm going to be working on it myself after the show. <laughs> we, we appreciate you being on Real Estate First Tech and sharing some great information for our viewers and listeners. So thank you yet again. Dan, thank you so much for being our co-host. Oh, for sure. This has been awesome. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners, as it is our intention for you to take things from our episode to apply to your business to have more massive success. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you.